Hello, welcome back. It's Martha and you are listening to Just Another Drama Queen. <laughs> it's okay. It's always the It's start, okay because you're clawing yourself out from the very start and it's an upward journey. It's an up, well, we're, we're, we're climbing out the hole. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, today, I have Sir Tom Cherry. Sir. Sir Tom Lord, Cherry. Actually. Lord, actually. Lord <laughs> Tom Cherry. I was actually given a lot of land. Really? Yeah. When? Uh, Are you actually a lord? No. Ah. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Neither a sir. Neither a sir. No, actually, I suppose I am a sir. Anyone's a sir, aren't they? No, mister. no. No, you're a mister. Yeah. You're a mister Tom Cherry. Well, maybe I'm not. No, I'm a mister. Okay. You're a mister. Yeah. This, is, this is Tom Cherry, everybody. Mister Lord Tom Cherry. Thank you. On the podcast. Welcome. Hello. How do you feel? How are you feeling? I How feel all living? right. I was, do you know what? I started thinking I was getting nervous coming in to come oh, on really? in. And then I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Are you nervous? No. I am. I'm actually really I'm excited, yeah, because you're not feeling good. No. I'm very hungover. You're a bit, uh... It's almost like there's a ghost, there's like the version of yourself as a ghost just slightly in front of yourself. Yeah. And that's who I'm really talking to. Because I feel like I'm, look- <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. Well, you're like, really looking through me. I'm, I'm just trying to like focus <laughs> on your face and just not look insane. Is it that? Does it look that bad? No, you look incredible. Okay. But Thank I you. look... Like you don't know, you look great. You look like you, and that's all you need to look like. That's all I need to look like. And you's good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm nice. You're lovely. Yeah, feeling That's what I tell people about. That's actually one of the, the first thing I tell people about you when I... When I, inter- when I actually talk about you. And I'm not even saying that, like, trying to smooth you. I actually tell people, I'm like, Mar- Martha's lovely. Stop it. Lovely. Lovely girl. <laughs> darling girl. She's lovely girl. She's darling. Yeah. So, first off, just tell me. Talk to me about your week so far. Let's just <laughs> let's just go in, go in easy, and then we'll get to the hard hitting. And then we'll, okay, we'll get, we'll get to, to the, the trivia. We'll get to the yeah, Sick. the good stuff. Um, it's been all right. What's been the highlight of your week so far? The highlight probably getting to the last level on uh, Enter the Gungeon on the on the Nintendo. The Gungeon. This is what my this is what my life's become. No, I'm joking. I, <laughs> it's it's fine. I enjoy video games. No, that's not it. No, that probably is it because I was getting hyped out. I was putting in the hours on it. You know, I don't really play video games much anymore. I had a lot on my computer that I played. Did you play a lot of video games throughout lockdown? Yes. I played a lot of Minecraft and I loved Is it. Is that the one where you build stuff? <laughs> yes. <gasps> build a, You can build a village, you can build a town. We built a mountain uh, village. Mm. It was called Mount Fashodope. Oh. Yeah, nobody came. No, oh, can people come? Well, random people were joining, like, you know, random people were joining our servers and you could tell they were just like, 10 year old kids trying to enjoy the game and we would like <laughs> <laughs> well you know would befriend them for a bit and and then would kill them and steal all the no I'm joking we didn't do that no but we did there was one kid that joined and he actually set a whole village on fire on Minecraft that was pretty worrying can you do that? yeah I didn't think you could do that is that the one where it's like the blocks? yeah you're on a square like a block. yeah and when you like dig you it mine. digs blocks out exactly and you right, pick them up yeah. and you place them down yeah I played it a lot when I was a kid and the thing is, I don't, I don't play like Call of Duty and those. Sort of, I like sandbox games and like role, you know, like uh, survival games. Because, because in my head, I'm role playing as I'm as I'm playing it. Oh, I know you what know, you mean. Because I'm chatting, thing. chatting shit to myself, and I'm like, I do the same and then thing. I really, yeah, do you know what I mean? And I, I play Sims all the time. I love yeah, Sims, and exactly. I just create the perfect dream life that yeah. I don't have. <laughs> and it's, you just, you're just like, you are like the narrator to yeah. the story. I'm God, and the only viewer is you. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. The only viewer is me, so or I can someone do that's I want. just peering over your shoulder every now. And Exactly, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah, so that's that's a, yeah, I've played quite a few video games in lockdown and but I done a lot I've done a lot of writing, that's what I've been doing. That's a the lot main of, thing. Yeah. Did you are you one of those people that like felt 
more inspired whilst in lockdown or did you feel like you were like in a hole? Well, actual lockdown, when I was stuck, well, it was, I was really fortunate to be honest because mm. at the beginning of lockdown I went to Somerset. Mm-hmm. So I was back hometown. in my, yeah, hometown, the, the land of the Somerset. holy, the holy lands I call. The holy lands. Of, uh, of England, yeah. Yeah. In my heart. Never been, I'd love to. I have a picture of, of, of the sky and I say that in my heart, that's what Somerset looks like 24 hours of the day and it's just like purple, golden, orange, tangerine sky, you know? <laughs> in is my it, heart, that is Somerset. Does it really look like that? At all the time. Oh. It never go. It never turns night. That's how beautiful <laughs> it is. But it's also like a weird blend of night and day, so you can still sleep. Oh fuck it. Yeah, and the cows the and the deers. You see the deers run on the. Basically, we just moved to a new house, so oh. we moved. We lived in Taunton. We moved just outside, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, I we were out in the country. It's like we have a nice garden. There's a lot of fields and countryside to walk around mm. so that's what I was doing I was just like going out writing in a book walking around the countryside mm. thinking not you know? many people around either not many people around see that's all. nice because I spent the whole of lockdown here in yeah. this flat I know in a hole <laughs> and you were you were you were actually wow that's a strange you know you see the comparison now mm. you're in a hole today and lockdown you're in a hole it's like a full circle are you back in the lockdown of your mind well, <laughs> that's what's I happened. I feel like I'm trapped in my mind right now <laughs> after the night I've had. Well, what, I did, you, did you find it like really stagnating, just being stuck in? Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't had had no creative juices flowing whatsoever. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like in those moments as well, because there was times, because I, I had to come back to London to do work because my computer was in London. Mm-hmm. So I had to be able to get on that. And during that, like, okay, I, would go, I was going on walks and stuff around London, but sometimes being in the only like the same two rooms all day in your flat, you know, even though like I had things I was thinking about generally at the time and ideas or things I wanted to do, mm. it is like the the energy the flat gives you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, and it almost it's almost physical to a point because you actually start feeling lethargic. You're yeah, like, yeah. damn, I'm just stuck here, and yeah. you have to really fight against it, don't you? Oh god, yeah. Like I literally didn't, I didn't have any sort of kind of like inspiration or anything. I mean, I'm mean, saying that I did paint. I yeah. don't know if you've seen some no, of the paintings. No, I haven't seen them, but you told me you started painting. Yeah. And that was really cool. I did a few different No, I did see things. them. Yeah. I saw I'll show pictures. you some of them. They're great. Yeah, I'm going to do some I followed analyzing. Bob Ross. Bob, <laughs> Bob Ross Bob tutorials. Ross. Like, really, followed Bob Ross tutorials consistently. That's great. Cool. What, you just watched him? Yeah, and just painted what he painted. Ah, uh, because he just says nice things as well. It was very you? soothing. He very, just, very yeah. soothing. Whilst I just sat there. But I used to do it, like, nearly every night. But then I haven't That's done great. it for so long. I think it's, that was the most creative thing I think I did in lockdown, which makes me happy. It's kind of like I didn't have a whole kind of just dead couple of months yeah. like most of it was pretty dark but yeah. like when I did the painting and the baking and that kind of stuff it was nice well, I think that's what it did lock down you know so people got a chance to kind of like <laughs> revisit themselves and yeah, kind of because like like you used to paint a long time ago a lot and now you're like picking it back up now yeah I you know I used to write poetry and now I'm picking poetry back up and writing exactly. loads of poems and it's fucking amazing it's beautiful yeah it's uh that's what I mean, because I was on furlough from work, so for me it was almost like I was just getting paid to work on my own art. Yeah. <laughs> it was, do you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't, I had not a single complaint. Yeah. And I guess like, and that's what I mean, is like, if, if it's like the situation is, you've got to stay in, there's a pandemic, you know, there's a pandemic, you're locked indoors, it's like, it sucks, because sometimes you have no motivation, but sometimes... Some days, you have to let that fuel you in a way mm. and just be like, yo, if there's nothing I can do, let's use that or turn mm. that into, I don't know, you know, Yeah. however just you can. Do something. 
Yeah, yeah do something. Like, but you're, you're obviously a stronger, stronger person than I am. <laughs> like, you've actually been quite creative through this. But like I say, like I got I got quite a few weeks in Somerset mm. to the point where I was even fed up and I was like, I want to get back and get a bit of work get, done. And, get doing it. Yeah, and then because I, I enjoy people watching, you know, and mm. a lot. You draw quite a lot of inspiration from that, don't you? All, almost all. Yeah. Not all, not all, but <laughs> but I feel like Jim, like I do it, I do it regularly, you know, like mm. almost daily to a point where I, I, about an hour of my day is doing that by myself. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's it's just like a massive part. It's like meditation as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think solitude is like, and I guess that's hard in lockdown when you're if you're in and there's people around all the time. Well, it's hard to get your own space, like, because mm-hmm. I think solitude is so important to like. Oh god, yeah. Especially to be creative, just just to, just be by yourself and not be distracted by other people's ideas, and sometimes sit with your own thoughts and yeah. ideas. Really, you know. You're so influential. <laughs> I'm so influential. I so listen. You can call me influential the day I've, I've got a sponsorship selling teeth whitening kits on Instagram. <laughs> influential. Then I'm freaking influential. Then you're influential when I'm bending this freaking white boy ass up in that camera. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Then you call me influential. Well, I'll never be influential because I don't want to be that. Well, no, that's very nice. Some people. I want my team to rot. <laughs> yeah. Because all like all the great people in history they had rotted teeth. teeth. I'm sure William Shakespeare had rotted teeth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't even invent toothbrushes. Oh but that. Just like that, yeah. <laughs> you deeper. deeper We're going deeper. We're going to the core <coughs> of the earth. So let's get let's get to the, the, nitty, the nitty gritty. <laughs> the, the, nitty. the nitty. You know that reminds me of what? Ian. Yeah. The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. That's a, Ian is a, he, he was a director. Well, actually, saying that, we met at drama school. Let's yes. get that out there. Fine, guy. I'll admit it. Fine, we Fine. did. We met at drama school. <laughs> All right. All right, yeah. <laughs> do not want to say it, but... No, yeah, we did. We met at drama school. I'm so glad. Yeah, it was a beautiful time. East 15. Wow. Same with Shanez, obviously, in the last episode. Met at the same time. You know Shanez, yes. too. Um, so we met there. Shanez, lovely. Lovely girl. I also tell everyone that Shinez is lovely. Yeah. I'm joking. I, I haven't seen Shinez in years, but she's she was very lovely, nice. Though. She's a lovely girl. And you know what? Anyone, anyone who's your friend, Martha, it's my, it's my friend. Stop. Climb out of my arse. Climb out your fucking hole. I didn't climb out your hole. Oh, no. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, dear. So, yeah. one thing I find interesting, obviously, with the whole thing to do with like how you're writing and stuff now, yeah. is that... We met at drama school. Yeah. So we met there, and what was your reason to go to drama school? What made you decide you wanted to take that step and go and do that? I wanted to be rich and famous, and I wanted lots of wives. No, that was none of the reasons. <laughs> because I loved acting. I loved movies, and I loved acting. I just loved, I don't know, I guess like, I love performing, because mm-hmm. I've been quite, a, I think, I guess you know what I'm like. I'm quite a performer just in everyday life, you yeah, know? Yeah. I'm always quite, I project very passionately, Mm. Almost everything I'd say and talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I'm just like, I guess that's how I feel about life to some degree. Mm. Um, You know, what did you ask me again? I fucked up. (laughs) I've gone blank. I'm falling down the hole with you, Mark. I'm dragging you into the hole. I asked you. Oh, what made you want to act? What made you you make to go to drama school? To go to drama school, Mm. I think, and actually now I think about it, I think, for me, I think drama school wouldn't work for me now. Mm. Absolutely not. Like, um, and... I guess it's always like, yeah, at the time, what have I done different? Maybe had I known for me what it would have done or, but at the same time, I did learn so much. Mm-hmm. I did actually genuinely pick up so much knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when someone, when a director looks in your eyes and tells you something and sometimes they're quite piercing, you know, mm-hmm. that can be quite a changing moment, especially as an actor. Know. Like, cause, cause you have, I feel like as an actor, you have so many ideas about yourself Yeah. and they just get 
ripped from you. Oh, yeah. I remember Jerry used to absolutely rip me and you. Yeah, in front of everyone. In front of everyone. And it's almost like, it's so brutal. Oh, yeah. I remember once she said to me, you're not in, I can't do her accent. You're You're not. (laughs) She said, you're not shit at acting, so why are you being shit at the moment? (laughs) And I was just like, and and in front think, of everyone, and I'm like, oh and my And you God. think, right, we're, we're only 18 then, really. Yeah. And actually, you know, not, not like when I was 18, I was like, didn't know anything about the world. I was like some fairy, like, <laughs> popping out in the world, like, oh, you said a swear word, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, at that age, especially when you go to drama school, like, these tutors, I, I put them on such a pedestal in my yeah. mind. I was like, holy shit, these guys know everything. They, yeah. this, is the, this is the elite drama school. You've got, there's only this many places in the country and this mm-hmm. many schools and... I'm, I'm one of them and not that it was you know I wasn't like I'm one of them so fucking yeah I'm a better and amazing but you know you think like holy shit like yeah you know I've kind of earned this place and I need to do good And but then like you know it's almost like for a lot of the start of it for quite a while you, you are just getting bashed you're just getting kind of told that you're bad and that you're not Broken doing it right down. and that you're not committing and that you don't understand what you're saying and, mm. and you're just like what the fuck like and you're, and you're trying so hard to try and please them but also to please the people around you because the, the culture there is so it's really people are really close mm. but obviously I feel like you also understand that you're competing against each other to a certain degree. It's very, I think it's a very toxic environment. I think so. Because you're very, you're very <laughs> I, like, I think close like, you know, I think it brings time. the worst out in people, eh? Yeah, because at the same time, you're like, you're like best friends, but then you're like, but I'm also like, I hope yeah. you don't get this part because I want it. Yeah, and also, you know, and I guess every, every actor, every artist has an ego, but actors especially can be very uh, forthcoming with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, for people who don't like doing that or aren't like that, you know, like me, for me, it's like, who? Oh, I don't know, I just hate it. And especially now, you know, as someone who wants to, yeah, like direct and create, because I want to, you know, create a kind of community of actors and collaborators and this stuff to be yeah. able to produce work with. Um, and I don't like that whole attitude of like the... You know, if you're an actor and you're an amazing, you're an amazing actor. Let's say, you mm-hmm. know, you got, you got, you're really talented. You fucking look a million dollars, all this shit. But like, that's what I mean. Like, if you, if you've got ideas about yourself that are bigger than the film or the project, or that's not gonna work. Like yeah. with me, it wouldn't, I, it wouldn't work ever because I, I know, I know the sort of dialogue I feel like I would need to have. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just think, I don't know, I think drama school fuels it a bit, you know, because it's a whole competition thing. Yeah. It's a whole, like, you've got to earn your place here, and then you're here, and we're going to teach you the proper way to act and counselling. And I actually think, not counselling, like, um, technique, you know, and yeah, yeah, proper yeah. technique. And I think some of that works, yeah, if, and if you want to go into the theatre. But what I've actually learned since then, now watching, like, actors co- like actors who are in short films and student films coming out of drama school, is a lot of them... Some of them coming out of drama school are really talented. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously that's why they get drama school. They look it and they're good. But a lot of them, like, they can't act on film. Or, like, they struggle to act in front of the camera, I think, because they get taught so classically. And they do a bit of screen training. Mm-hmm. But, like, on screen, you know, for me, it's like, it's nothing. Some of it's, I guess some of it's style of acting. Because you look at the style of acting on, like, British soap operas and stuff. It's yeah. a different style of acting than to, like, a real, you know, realism in American Hollywood or something. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's the way it's filmed and stuff like that. But... I find with drama school, they just teach a certain way. And I actually think acting at its core, you know, is acting and reacting. It's commit, it's, and it is committing to an, it is committing to, um, an action. Mm-hmm. And it is knowing your circumstance. Back yeah, that's what I mean. I'm trying, <laughs> to, I'm trying to remember action. what I'm talking about. I'll just be like listing cooking instructions in a minute. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, 
you know, it's committing to an action, it's knowing your circumstance, but I think the main thing is, is feeling it, like really, I'm just like reading the text and, and like responding to it, not as an actor trying to read your part, but as a person reading the story, Yeah. you have to, res- like, you know what I mean, you have to have an emotional response to that and oh, feel yeah. like when you read it, and maybe there is one character who's like, man, I want to say that line because that, yeah. you know, you read something on a, on a, in a book or in a script and you ever read it and you just, you read it and you go, holy shit, like, did someone write that for me, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. you connect. And I, I think with drama school sometimes it's just a bit, you get given what you're given, you learn the technique, you do it this right way, you perform this certain way, you project this certain way, and I actually just think it's quite damaging for a lot of young people, you know, mm-hmm. they just get their mind, they just get mind fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened to me for a long time after, you know, I freaked out for a long time because I didn't get back into drama school mm-hmm. that year because I only applied for two schools. Not, that does not mean I would have got in had I applied to a bunch more. Maybe they're all like, no, thank you. Not today. Get out. Um, but that's fine. But, uh, you so know. Which I did you apply for? Rada and he's, he's 15 again. And I got put on the waiting list at he's 15. But um, uh, I guess no one dropped out or they picked someone else over me. But, um, but that's what I mean. Like, young Tom, or like 18, 19 year old Tom, at the time, like, okay, what I projected was, yeah, it's fine, cool, I'll go travel on the ship. But I think really what I felt deep down was, I thought I was on this role, you know, I went to yeah. college and I did acting and I got a bunch of great parts in our college productions and we, our, my college that I went to was, um, was great, like, we did amazing productions, like, we did, like, site-specific Shakespeare and stuff, oh, wow. so I got, like, amazing chances at performing, Yeah. so that's why I got so comfortable with it as well, because we had done loads of it, and then, so, you know, I got to East 15 and I was so grateful to get in, mm-hmm. because, yeah, I just thought, holy crap, like, I'm really fortunate to get into this place, like, I should work really hard, do this, and and then, then I didn't get in. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll go along with it. I'll go travel and I'll do this stuff. But actually, yeah, I think deep down, like, it really hit my ego. Yeah. Because I, you know, I don't think I treated people like I was better than them. And I didn't think I was better than anyone. But, like, I just, I felt like I believed in my talent really, you know, I believed in myself. Yeah. And I do still, you know, in my life. Yeah, you have to, like. But, you know, and so it's, it's a hard hit. But I think when you're younger, you haven't lived, like, I'm 24 now and I think, shit, so much worse stuff's happened since then and I've gotten oh, through that, you yeah, know? Exactly. I've lived through that and I've also grown and I felt like I've progressed as an artist through that. Mm. So it's like, yeah, that's fine now. But at the time, you know, 18, 19, that was my whole world. That's I crushing. was like, I want to be a bit, I want to act and work as an actor and be an actor and it's like, and now, what is, you know, I got denied, I was like, I'll go back next year but obviously when I went travelling, I, I kind of had time to think about maybe what I wanted to do career-wise in my life Talking fully. about that then, what made you go from studying acting to studying, wanting to go and write and study like directing and filmmaking and that kind of thing? What made you make the change from yeah. being, wanting to be in front of the camera to wanting to be behind the camera? Um, well, the whole reason I went to court, like I decided I was going to, when I was 15, mm. I, I started getting into cinema like actual cinema, you know, <laughs> watching like, uh, watching, just watching movies that like, don't just get put to you on Netflix and stuff. I started researching stuff because I was interested in acting. And one of the first films I watched um, was Taxi Driver. Yeah. And that was like a life defining moment for me because I wanted to be, I was like Robert, like that's my man, Robert yeah. De Niro in that film. I was like, it was just, it, okay, his performance, because obviously I knew I wanted to act anyway. His performance was incredible. Mm-hmm. But up until this point, right, I'd acted, done theatre, all this stuff. But I, I, I don't know why. It's strange to me now to think about it because, like, this is my whole life now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I'd never until I was about 14, 15 really thought about, like, cinema and the art of cinema and 
you know, I just watch films and yeah. just recognize the actors and enjoy the, the stories and the action. And like, so yeah, I was like, started to get into cinema and I watched Taxi Driver. The first time I watched it, the film was just like so madly romantic to me. It, it just like, it was amazing. Yeah. You know, it was an amazing feeling because I felt like I had discovered something that was like, I don't know, it's almost like nostalgic because it's like deja vu. You watch it and it's, it's so perfect to you. <laughs> You just feel like, oh my gosh, that's been. With, I feel like it's been with me before somehow. Mm, yeah. Like the music's playing, and I'm, I just it just wrong with me. So, I, so in my head, since I was fifteen, I became obsessed with cinema. I started collecting loads of DVDs. I was just watching loads of cinema, mm-hmm. and I kind of knew I'd, I'd write short films and make short videos and write scripts. And I knew I was interested. In it. I wanted to do it, but I guess at the time I thought that might come if I do good as an actor. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, went to drama school. Didn't get back into drama school and I went traveling. I went to New Zealand and I just made a, I made like a couple little short films out there or a couple of short videos and edits and stuff. And, and basically out there, I, I, you know, I just traveled and did a bit of work and had a lot of fun and stuff and just did a lot of thinking. And that's why I just arrived at the decision. I was like, you know, the life, uh, cause you know, like you're saying about the toxic atmosphere of a kind of room full of actors. Yeah. Um, because I always found with, with sometimes actors when they're all together as well can be, you know, they're just networking and stuff. And I like to just be me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can, okay, I can put a bit of face on, you know, when it's appropriate or when it's yeah, necessary. Course, yeah. But, like, I I just, it, it, I find it weird, the networky thing, you know? Mm. Like, when people, when, you, when you're just talking with the angle of, like, networking and, yeah, so we can collaborate, rather than, like, just genuine interest. Just yeah. genuine, like, who are you? Like, who are you as a person, you yeah. know? Who like, are you? And then, be real. Yeah, instead of just tell me what you love. Hi. Yeah. Hi, what are you working on right now? Yeah, what are you working on? I've got a great little short Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, no, like, just, I, just I want to, yeah. And if we get onto that, great. Like, then we can talk about that. But like, it's because I don't just want to tell my ideas and what I'm working on to just any old schmuck, you know? Exactly. I want to yeah. share it with people who I trust and like, who I feel. You, you... can have a connection to, like a exactly. decent connection to. Yeah, that you can. So yeah, I found that. And so I just thought, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be, I want, because I, I knew I had, like, I knew I wrote, I wrote poems and I wrote monologues and I wrote short scripts and I was like, I know I do all this. And I was like, fuck man, like, just go for that. Like, you go know, work on your stuff, direct, make movies, like, write. And, Did you feel a lot more connected and excited yes. to going and doing that? Yes, and it was so much more accessible and easy. Did you feel like, did you feel like a weight had been lifted off your shoulders? I had this feeling that when I decided that, because obviously I don't know if this is the same for you, but for me, ever since I wanted to start kind of acting and going into drama and things like that, mm. when I was younger, it was like, I want to be a fucking movie star. Like, I want to be a movie yeah. star. And there was so much pressure on my shoulders. Yeah. To Because I was aiming for this dream Big that was thing. like so out of reach. Yeah. You know, it's so competitive. It's so hard yeah. to get there. I think that's what happened with Taxi Driver, you know, in a way. In my head, I was like, I could be Robert De Niro. <laughs> but you know, not actually yeah, but like yeah, in my head I was like I was like I feel I could do that that could be me I, and I genuinely believe that yeah and maybe okay not now it's not like I believe I could be Robert De Niro I, I don't I'm like <laughs> I could never be Robert De Niro I can never but that's what I mean my understanding has changed because it's like now it's like that's why I want to write and direct because I'm like I don't I want to do my work yeah and I want to write parts for me that are going to suit me because I want to act still yeah but you know, and I would act in other people's stuff, but I don't want to make it my task to like go and act in a. Well, I say this now. I'd love to act in anything because I love movies. Put me in any movie, yeah. but you know. But like, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just think for me, like seeing myself as just a di- like a director, like a creative in that way, mm. like an actor director, or 
I, I almost not even sure that just a filmmaker, but you know, I act. It for me, it's just I can work on so much more stuff, you know. Yeah. Because, because yeah, I'm actually studying my craft in all those areas rather than just the act. Because that's what I mean. I feel like acting. I feel like I've got an understanding of acting and a level of experience and training that I can just use now. Yeah. I don't like. It's not. This isn't me thinking like. Because this sounds. Maybe if I say I feel like I don't need to do anything anymore about it. <laughs> Like, I can't get any better. Bullshit. I can, you know, you can always get better or you can always get closer to the truth, I guess. But, like, I feel like... I love I, how when people say things like that, we have to kind of add a bit of it, getting closer to the truth. Like getting we, closer we to the truth. We can't just, like, say it straight on. You always have to put a bit of the kind actor, of piss the actor-y thing. Or like, <laughs> getting closer to the truth. Like, yeah. you can't... Well, I reckon that's it, you know? Like, like, when you're fucking in there, you know? Mm. You ever had that experience when you're acting? And, like, there's... I don't know, you come off stage and you're kind of like, what just happened? Yeah, you just forget that everything. Because you, you really, because you really went for it. Yeah, you completely forget. <laughs> but like so much of the point, you're not even playing yeah, anymore. Just feeling it. Yeah, but really, just it's living it. Feeling it's actually quite. It. It's quite shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. But yeah, it's nice. So talking about your writing then, and thing, uh, going along those lines, what kind of gets you? I know you say that obviously when you go out and you people watch, that's something that inspires mm. you. But what kind of gets you into the zone? If you're like, I'm, I want to sit down and. Today, I've set this task, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to start writing, I don't know, the, the first part of my, my new yeah, script. Yeah. You're going to write the first scene or yeah. whatever. What puts you, what gets you in the zone? Like, do you have like a little process? Do you have... <laughs> I have a little smoke. Yeah? I do. Um, well, I don't know, it depends. I'm quite intuitive with my work rhythm. Mm-hmm. So like, I can plan to edit. I can plan to be like, tomorrow I'm going to do this, pay, this bit to this bit half the script or half the story or whatever you know like editing's quite easy because you're going through it and so I can obviously respond off my own work already and be like I don't like that word I don't like this phrase Mm -hmm. let's change this that's a lot easier to kind of plan to just go in and do yeah but whereas when it comes to like trying to develop something or like or kind of start a new project start I mean start a new project I could I never I can never like that that's I feel like that's in the universe to come to me. So it know? just like appears oh, and fuck, you just yeah. do it, yeah. yeah. You don't kind of have like a you're not like I don't know who's like this, but just sit down like today I'm gonna write my Never. No. Never. Because for, I would never do that anyway, like no. because I feel like you can't mechanically make you can't mechanically form an organic idea. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't think to think I'm gonna think an idea. Wow, that was crazy. Ooh. Think to think to think. But you know, so yeah, I don't understand that. Like, saying writing challenges and stuff to yourself is good because it's practice, I guess. But, yeah. like, for me, like, yeah. I, maybe it's, like, I'll, I'll catch a very small idea. And, I, you know, I'll have a few, maybe. I'll have a few things I'm thinking of. Or I'll just let it brew for a bit, you yeah. know. And I don't rush it. And I don't get it to the page or get, you know. I might make some notes. But, actually, some of my... Some of my most like comprehensive ideas that I've actually followed through and written something have been things where I've not written anything until I've just started it. Like so, like some scripts like that I'm working on. It's like I had an idea and I I brewed on it for a long time because I was because that's what I mean. I guess in my head I can I can I can kind of compartmentalize it and organize all my thoughts that way. It it can get really sporadic though. (laughs) But that's, I feel like I can do it in my head, but some, you know, like when it comes out, out, sometimes it, that's can why be... I have to spend a long time. Yeah. Um, but I can remember it and go through it again and stuff, you know, and then I just get down and do it. It just comes out. But sometimes that's bad though, because I should, 
when I'm ready, I should then, you know, do like a, do a treatment, you know, write my story, then start the script. Sometimes I just start writing the script and it's like, I don't really know where I'm going, but I do know where I'm going. Yeah. You know, but I'm just letting my, my I'm just letting that river take me down it, you know, yeah. of my, my thoughts and like whatever I'm doing. So yeah. yeah, I just think, and that's why I go out and people watch because I think what happens with me is I'll have, a, you know, I'll have an idea, I'll have a concept that's something I want to explore or a character I really like that I want to see who, where he or she might fit somewhere. And so, yeah, if you go, I go out and watch people because what I end up finding is I'll find new ideas for other things because I'll just see people do things that yeah. either make me laugh or it's just interesting. I'm yeah. just commentating on it. And sometimes I'm actually speaking to myself physically. It's yeah. kind of mental. But, <laughs> but, you know, what happens is you see people do stuff and it resonates with the idea that you're brewing over or yeah. something. And it could, be, it could be the tiniest thing. It could be... And I, I don't even mean like something like you hear someone say something and you're like, oh, that's the line for that character. I literally mean like the smallest interaction between two people will become just a tiny bit of action in the script. But like, I'm, you know, for me, it's like I'm pulling from real life. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that moment, like that's only happened once that moment between those two people. And I don't mean, you know, I feel like I plucking it organically like that for me, because nothing's original, you know. Mm. They say there's only five stories because of the arcs, you know, yeah. patterns of stories and arcs characters take. But so obviously it's like hard to, you can never truly make a truly original story that's always about love or this or that. But I feel like, yeah, if you, if you go out into the world and actually with your own eyes, you know, not just watching, obviously I get inspiration from films, but like yeah. not just watching stuff on the internet and trying to watch what other artists do. That's what I mean. It's like go out into the world with your eyes and look with your artistic vision at the yeah. world and, and see what you think of it. You've, you've caught exactly organically and taken it home and, and thought about it yourself yeah. and you haven't heard someone else's comments on it for a while yet. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I think I brew it and then eventually I bring it to other people and I'm like, I try and, you know, bring it at the angle I'm coming at to see how they respond or see what they think or see how they receive the idea, you know? So I'm not sure how many people work that way now, you know? It's kind of like, if I look at the cinema industry, it's getting so over-commercialised. I worry that, yeah, it's just going to go that way, you know? And that's the sort of filmmakers that are going to be celebrating the future. But, I mean, filmmakers that are just controlled by big corporate yeah. companies that yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, don't even let them direct effectively. Yeah. And I just think, I hope, but I do have faith that there's a lot of young, great filmmakers coming up that actually are trying to bring back, I say art house cinema scene, but I don't even think it needs to be art house. I think it should just be mainstream cinema that is good cinema. So, you know, stuff like what A24 are producing, some of the, some smaller independent UK cinemas. Like, I've got faith that, like, we're not going to let cinema die. No. Especially after coronavirus. I'll fight tooth and nail to keep it alive. Oh, God, gotcha. Yeah. 100%. I hope, I think a lot of people will. Because yeah. I think it's a, like, escape for a lot of people, isn't it? And if that went, yeah. that's just... It's an experience, it's an experience. you know? It's, it's a transformative escape. experience. It's, yeah, it just brings so much... Hmm. So and the, much and the idea that, like... The idea that anyone... I was talking to this the other day with someone. The idea that anyone could think that Netflix... The experience of watching Netflix at home could replace a cinema is insane to me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, almost makes me angry. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine <laughs> like, if that's I, just yeah. the only way that we can watch movies. I, would, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it, because it's my church. But it literally is, like, the religious part of my life is cinema. Yeah, it's and you even thing. work in one. I work in there. You work in So that's me, I go there, I mean, I get free tickets, it. so it's hard... It's easy for me to tickets? say, like, yeah, oh, the cinema's so just stay open because everyone's paying, like, 20 quid for a ticket and I'm just walking in for free. I mean, it is so expensive to go to the cinema. I know, it's though. fucked. And I disagree with that totally because, you know, cinema was invented for the working class because exactly. they couldn't afford to go to the theatre. Exactly. So give us a freaking... Give us a good ticket price back, yo. Yeah. Because like, what upsets me as well is that you have a lot of these, like, um, 
these bigger cinemas chains that Fucking, are opening. Yeah, cineplexes. Got, yeah, and you've got disgusting. all of these little ones. Like, disgusting. In Eastbourne, we've got, like, the most beautiful little cinema. Mm. And it's been there for fucking donkey's years. Nice. And they've recently opened up a new super, uh, shopping centre. Yeah. And in the shopping centre on the top floor, big one of the big companies place. has come in and put in a big fancy new cinema. Big and unfortunately, this cinema has now gone out of business. because of Really? And it's so sad because it's like, it's literally, they haven't even updated it. It's literally as the chairs of these little like velvet red chairs that mm. fold down and they all creak and it stinks and it's like nuts. <laughs> it's and, just got a vibe Yeah, it, it's just got such a vibe. And the tickets were like six pounds a ticket. Yeah, and that's what they should be. Yeah, but then you go to this other one, you've got to pay like 45 quid and like give them your kidney to go yeah. and watch a fucking movie. Literally. That's what I mean. And, and now all they're showing is freaking Captain Underpants and the... The aggressors or whatever now. See, I'm just <laughs> fucking around. The Avengers, you know these, these like, and you know, I know people enjoy the Avengers, but like personally, I absolutely detest the films, and I think they're killing the industry. They're the issue. They really they're are. The virus. They are. They are the virus. They're the the virus. cinema industry. Like, we want real stories to be told. Don't worry. With real care and real emotions. You know, we're not just. We don't want to. I don't want to pay to go watch two hour advertisement. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. 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 Somebody please. Yeah. Sort disgusting. 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 <laughs> so when we're talking, obviously, then, about what, how do you get into your zone? Yeah. On the other side of it, what kind of... what Have you ever had a point in your career, whatever we want to say, so far, yeah. where you have thought, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Like, I'm not doing it anymore. Never. You've never had that? <laughs> never. Never not, had not, that. not with, like, the idea of being... Of wanting to be a... An artist. You've like, never kind of wanted to give it up? Never, ever. Because you've just thought, do you know what? I could take a much easier route than no. this and go and sit in an office. No, I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd rather die. Yeah, sooner I'm willing, throw yourself I'm willing to say that. Like, yeah, I've said that for a long fact, time. I'm willing to say it. I, I would be willing to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like this, it's not, you know, we say this the other day, weren't we? It's like, I didn't pick this career to have a comfortable life. No. To, to have a nice house and... You know, have own a house and, and have, have money. and have the right amount of money so I can buy the right car and that shit. I didn't, I didn't pick this to do that. I picked this because it. <laughs> this is how I say it. Like, I just like saying this. This isn't how I actually speak in everyday life. But like, <laughs> I, 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 but I just, I love saying this because this is how it feels to me. You know, it, it reeks from my skin. It oozes from me. Like I, I couldn't do mean. anything else. I couldn't be anything else. Like I don't care if I go my, the rest of my life. Like. Just making enough to get by, like as long I just I know I need to do. And okay, look, my you know my priorities might change at some point a little bit. I mm. might say, look, I'm gonna keep working on this stuff, but I got a, I got a, I don't know, I do want a family and a kid now. All this yeah. shit, you know, and that's fair if I come to that decision. But I do know that I couldn't. It will always be there. I couldn't say it will always be there my entire life, yeah. right? And it will be something. It will be part of my work, you know. Mm. It will be part of my. I see it as work. Yeah. But like the sort of because the word work is a weird one now. With all the with how we've been totally screwed by just the society we've been set up in, you know, mm -hmm. where we just all go, you know, we just go work in McDonald's for nine hours, you know, and then we make just enough to, I don't know, buy a couple of nice things a month, and the rest of it goes on rent and this and that, or wherever you're working, you know, yeah, this system. And the, the thing is, like, and I, you know, I've worked in a lot of retail many years, and actually, and that's what I've done is I've taken inspiration from that as well, and I've yeah. started to write about that because. You have to write about what you know, and it's funny because you think it's quite. I remember hearing that quite young and being like, "Okay," but actually, I think as you as you develop as an artist, and you or as you develop as a person as well, if you, especially if you're an artist, you realise I have to. Mm. You know, 
you have to do it. Yeah. There's no other option. But yeah, like, and so yeah, with with the career, no, I've never wanted to give up. Like, I've had points where it's been so stressful. I thought my head was about to blow off, or like, yeah, is I've been got so anxious and so because you know you're working on your ideas, you're sharing them with people. You know, it's so a, you're, you're you're balancing a lot, and you, and it's like actually you're trying to hold stuff on your shoulders because, like you say, like as an artist. If I'm going to make a film, I'm not going to... I care about that, like, with my entire being. Like, yeah. I can accept... Like, if it doesn't go right, I'm glad because I'm quite aware of this and I guess it's because I'm self-aware to some degree. It's like, if something goes shit and wrong, I, I can take it on the chest and I can learn from it, you know? Yeah. I can just be like, all right, I know why that went wrong and I can improve on it, but you know what? I had a good time, I learned this. Rather than, like, get scolded that the idea I had didn't come out the way I wanted to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think, like, if you... If you're an artist and you ever think that you don't want to do it, any, if you ever tr- get to the serious thinking that you think it's not for you and it's not worth it, it's probably not. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, I do, do feel that way. So? I do, I feel that way. Because I, I feel like I've had a couple, definitely had really a couple of times where I think, is this really worth it? Like, is this stress and this pressure really worth it? Yeah. And then I wake up the next day or the next, I, I sit and yeah. think about it next week. I'm like, no, because this is it. This is me. Yeah. This is who I am. Oh, yeah. And I can't. And I, I do have those moments where it, like, I get so, why am I putting myself oh, up no, against this? Oh, no, I have those this? moments. Yeah, why yeah. Why am I putting myself up against this? But you just have to keep going because there is no other, there is no other option. Like, yeah, like, if you're someone who needs to express yourself like this, that's what it is, I think. I have had moments, yeah, where I'm like, I do actually, you know, I think it's when it's building up, when, when you've got a lot of stuff going on. And that's what I mean, you feel like you've got a lot of pressure, you've got, a lot, you've got to deliver a lot of things, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've had moments where, yeah, I get home, you know, it's like it's a couple of days before we start production, I've had it, and I'm just there, and I'm thinking, holy fucking shit, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Like, thing? yeah, like, I feel so, I can, I feel so anxious, it's, it's stuffed in my chest. I feel my, my chest is expanding from how much angst I'm, and stress I'm holding inside of me. Yeah. But that's the thing is even at that like I guess at those points I'm not thinking about I know I've just never thought about actually quitting because no. I just I've no I came to a point quite early I think where I just knew I was like I can't I'm the way I am as a person anyway because I express myself this way and do this it's like well, the way I talk and I just I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't work in an office I couldn't do that stuff because because that would mean I'd have to silence a part of myself yeah which already I pretty much just can't do no. So, yeah. Well, we've been speaking for 30, well, 40 minutes now. So I reckon to close up, last question. What advice would you give to somebody who is, I keep saying in a hole, but I'm going to say in in a hole, in a hole hole of kind of sitting there thinking, I want to write my own stuff. I Mm. want to do this, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know. I'm too scared to put it out there. I don't Mm. know how to kind of go about it. What would your advice be to somebody, whatever age they are, just starting out and doing this? Well, like, if if it's... Well, there's a couple of things there. If it's you're too scared to put your work out, or you're too scared to share your ideas, or you think that they're not very good, or you think that maybe you don't understand well enough what you're putting out... Well, firstly, you like if you're going to do it, if you're going to be an artist, you're going to do it, you're going to write, you're going to direct, you're going to be an actor, you have, you have to make the conscious choice from the start that you're just willing to put yourself on the line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, uh, to be honest, like it's like I wish I could make it. Sh- I wish I could sugarcoat it and make it a bit nicer. But like that's as raw as it gets. You know, it's like you have to be willing to like say, "This is me. This is what I want to say," and you have to put your chest out and say it. You know, and a lot of people are going to say that is shit. <laughs> a lot of people will really like it. 
some people won't care for it at all. Like I think the main thing is when you're what you have to do it for organic reasons. You have to do it like we're talking about because you need to, because you want to, because you love it. You know, because you wake up every day and think about it. If you're not doing it for those reasons, you're not doing it for the right reasons. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you shouldn't be doing it because you're not doing it for the love of doing it. You know, you shouldn't be doing it for the outcome. Shouldn't be doing it for that goal at the end, like you said, wanting to be a big famous superstar, mm -hmm. wanting to m make money, wanting to be popular, mm -hmm. you know, wanting people to respect you. You should do it because you love the doing of it, you know, you love when you're in that moment with it, that is when you feel most alive. Yeah. Almost, you only notice it once, it, once it's over, you know. Yeah. I only noticed after, because we shot The Kings, you know. Yeah. Because Martha was in one of my films and I she's going to be in many more films. I was, one of Tom's short films. She's going to be in many more films. Which is amazing. Because um, she's a very talented actress. Oh, but stop it. Climb up my climb fucking Climb up my fucking ass. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, but, you know, so, wait, what was I saying? Oh, God. Climb, find the notes in your hole. I must have dropped them down there. <laughs> what did I say? You were talking about doing it for... Doing it for the love of it. Doing it for the love of it. You know, and, and, because one of my, one of my favourite... One of my one of my favorite filmmakers, I was very David Lynch. He says, "Yeah, you got to do it." I know Charles Bukowski says as well. You shouldn't don't try to do it. You have to do it because it comes natural to you. Yeah, you have to do it because there's some intuition which you don't know just came out from the air that told you that that's the thing you love most in life. And that could be with anything, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing I think with this industry as well is a lot of we had idea I had ideas about being a big actor, and it's like actually you know most people who love acting and theatre and film love it all, you know, because yeah. they love storytelling yeah. and they love performance and it being alive and in front of them and the whole thing of it. And I think anyone, especially younger, that's thinking like, I want to be an actor or I want to be a filmmaker is, okay, pick what you want to go with, but also just like practice other things. Yeah, don't practice it all and up. open your mind to all of it. Yeah, because it's all going to benefit each other. Yeah, all the understanding of it will benefit your understanding of the thing you want to do. And you never know. That's what I mean is like, I, knew, I, I never considered filmmaking as a serious career until I failed, well, I say failed at drama school, but, you know, I didn't get back in and I went away and I just thought, damn, actually it's a way better career because first of all, I could be in charge, yeah. <laughs> great, <laughs> you know, I, I can do my own work, use my own voice, Yeah. just, yeah, I can, I don't, and the way I felt I was treated at times at like East 15 or as an actor, I was like, I cannot treat people that way, you know, yeah. I can create my own environment and my own culture and maybe my own sort of movement in a way, you know, yeah, yeah, by like, because that's what I want to do ultimately is like have a big, not a huge collection, but a collection of people who I collaborate with over and over again or yeah. like through the time, you know, because in my mind, Martha, I see us like 10, 15 years from now and it's like we're at the BAFTAs and, and I'm still in the and, hole and you're still in the hole <laughs> and I'm like, Martha, it starts in 10 minutes, get here, because you've been nominated for the lead role in my film Stop. that I cast you in, no, so that's no, what I'm saying. No. Well, you know? we can only hike, you know? And I also think, just going back to your question, you know, so yeah, if you're going to do it, you have to do it for the love of doing it, you know, and that, the sirens. that's Fucking all there is. Bastards. Well, they could be saving someone's life. True. So. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Carry um, on. And the other thing you said was about not knowing. I think now the internet is so vast and so accessible. If you don't know how to do something, Google it. Mm. And if it doesn't come up on Google, you just got to research harder. And if you do all the research you can and you still can't find out the answer to your question, then you need, I don't know, that, the then you'll need to find someone else. But that's what I mean. You can find almost anything out yeah. on the internet. So there's almost no excuse to not inform yourself on anything, you yeah. know, if you say you want to do it. And the other thing is just be you. Use your voice and your experience. Talk about what you know. 
just from your experience, because that's true and that's interesting and it's beautiful, you know, yeah. no matter what it is. I, I, write po- I write poems about flies in toilet walls looking at me pee, you know? <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. Like, there's, there's stuff all out there in the world. And it's not about what it is, it's about the way you see it. Exactly. And that's what people are interested in. And uh, just be open to criticism. Listen to everything, but just take what you need. And don't, yeah, don't get defensive though, you know, because a lot of people are going to tell you your work is really shit or they're going to, a lot of people are going to try and make you feel like you're not as good as them yeah, and that your work isn't that great. They won't do it directly. They'll do it very sneakily and very cleverly and they'll almost act like they're on your side, but really they're, they're trying to, they're jealous of you because you're someone who's free and open and willing to speak their mind. And that's what, that's advice I give people, honestly, it's just be you and Put your passions out there and don't be ashamed of it. And if and if someone tries yeah. to frickin' and if someone tries to tell you that it's stupid, if it does make sense that it is stupid, listen to them and then <laughs> but then tell them to fuck off and go get a better idea and figure it out. But if it's not, then don't worry about their opinion. Because you're gonna make work that's good and you're gonna make work that's bad anyway. Exactly. You, it's all gonna you're gonna do it all. So just just do it. So just commit in the moment, give it all you've got, be good to people, be kind. That's such beautiful it's true though, like you've got to do this every day in your life. You know, these aren't things that just like apply to like your partner or your best friend. You know, this is the energy. This this is the freaking juju you put out into the world. And you know, it's that old thing. If everyone bloody did it, you've got to be good. Yeah, be honest and be true to yourself. Never. And if you love it, never stop. You never Never give up if you truly love it. Never give up. So I'll I'll, I could keep going for like another twenty minutes probably. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I mean. I'm passionate. I'm passionate about. Because, you know, I think the world's quite a hard place and quite an ugly place, to be honest. Mm. But I think you can make your world a very beautiful place. You, and you can you touch to. the people around you and show them you love them and share your beauty and your mind with them. But only, you know, don't show everyone all of your mind. No. Be careful who you show your mind. <laughs> this is like, this, like, this is <laughs> oh, advice oh, central. I just love it. This is life. Yeah. This is life. Well, this, this, is like, this is like, none of you can see, but I've just got a list of like life quotes up on Instagram. <laughs> I'm joking. I have absolutely haven't. I'm better than that. Oh, honey, thank That's you for coming like, on, though. though. I am. Thank you so re- it's much. It's really nice to have you here. We've been speaking for once, oh, now nearly fifty minutes. Yeah, and I told you I'll be back anytime. You want to talk about anything? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We can talk about anything. We can uh, do any different anything. Talk. I'm happy to be here. Well, I will have you I back. Had a lot of fun. You. I'm so glad. And you know, and I hope that you know. It was. It's nice to have the thought of like a young filmmaker or a young actress or actor listening to this and just maybe what maybe just one thing we said would uh, be of use. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. We can only hope. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Martha. Okay. Bye bye so everyone. Bye bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace out. It's such a lovely time chatting to Tom, and I've really enjoyed recording this episode because he has got such a crazy in-depth mind and I hope you learned a thing or two and felt a little bit of inspiration from it but stay tuned for the next episode coming next Friday. If you're enjoying the podcast so far then please like and subscribe and leave a review if you really are enjoying it because it means the world to me. Thank you so much I'll speak to you soon. Bye!